if you guys could describe 2020 as a food, Ugh. what food would that be and why? A pizza you highly anticipated and then it flipped out of your hand and just <laughs> fell on the ground and got all the dirt on it and face forward. <laughs> Got you making me better, you making me better, and you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. Got you making me better, you making me better, and you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. We are so excited to be here today. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm good, babe. How about you? I'm doing well. We doing back. Good. We're back. We're back. We're back, and we are so excited to have drum roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> we are so excited to have two special guests. Um, kind of feel awkward about saying guests because they are like yeah, family yeah. to us. We have the lovely Crystal and Jay Will. I feel hey like, we, yeah. I feel like we got resonance on the show now. We, Pretty much. Yeah. That's our third time here. So. Yes. Yeah. You there guys. You go. Y'all are officially family. the most requested guests oh. of this podcast. There we go. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know who requested they love you though because we love you they <laughs> yes those people out there yeah. yeah yeah they love you guys but we are so excited to have you guys on the podcast and we are just glad to be back on this has been whew, a year quite, hasn't it quite we have what three more months <sighs> Of 2020? Yeah. I'm so afraid that on the last day of Christmas, it's going to say the 13th month of 2020. It's going to be like, wait. <laughs> wait. Wait, we running this back? What? Nah, man. Wait a minute. That would not be fun. Mm-mm. Nah. That would totally just not be fun. Not at all. As a matter of fact, we could just go ahead and skip a month. Like, is that possible? Like, just, I don't know. We don't need well, October. I'm looking we? forward to Thanksgiving. Yeah, we don't I need want the holiday. So we don't know? need October. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we ain't doing no trick or treating. So my birthday month? You trying to take out? Oh, October. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Can we, can we just take the day that your birthday is on <laughs> and count that for the whole month and then just move on to know, is that. It's 31 days in this month, right? No, it's 30. Oh, 30. it's 30. Okay, I was yeah, going to give 30. you a day and then take the rest of the month out. No, but we can't do it. Okay. No, no. What day is your birthday, sis? Uh, October 23rd. Woo woo. All, okay. right, so all right, so let's just do the 23rd. I'll be 23rd. 30 again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah, only in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it you, makes could, you could do that now. in 2020, right? <laughs> be whatever age you want to be. Listen, anything in, can go down in this year. But yeah, this has been a really, whew, it's been a crazy year. And so I, I think we should kind of talk about that today, the effects of 2020, what it's been like. Um, so I thought about this. We thought about this today. Like, if you guys could describe 2020 as a food. Ugh. What food would that be and why? A pizza you highly anticipated and then it flipped out of your hand and just <laughs> fell on the ground and got all the dirt on it face forward. And Wait. then it was trash on the ground. So it was like there's no use to it anymore. It's, all that's what it was. All of all that. Of A that. pizza that fell on the ground. Face yes. forward. Face what, what cheese happens? down. Oh, cheese down. Like no. like like yeah. meat lovers. Right. Run run it right. Run it all back, bro. Run run meat lovers back. with with uh, cheese bread uh, cheese crust. I mean like yep. it, Anchovies, sardines. It was a whole thing. It was like the one you really wanted. You know that pizza you saw on the on a cartoon, and it just looked good. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was dripping with cheese. Right, right, right. And then you drop that face forward. Yes, yeah. the whole pizza, not just a slice, a whole pizza. a whole pizza. Ain't no use to it no more. Mm. Yeah. That, that's what I feel like the twenty twenty is for me. And then you pick it up, and it's got like all the dirt specks and stuff Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. You and can't like, blow on it. Yeah. There, ain't no, there ain't no taking that back. Like, dirt don't hurt. Yeah. No, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like earthworms and stuff that get stuck to it. And then, like, yeah. Pass the five-second rule. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? You can't even use a five-second rule. It's not even, yeah. It's done as soon as it hits the ground. Yeah. I like that. I like that. that he felt that thing. I, just, I mean, really. Yeah, that I came don't. from your soul, man. That, yeah. That's how disappointed I had been this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, babe? Um... I was tempted to say anything vegan, but that'd be offensive to you and to like I mean, all the I'm other. I'm hurt right now. I'm like, sorry. Why would you say that? See, I said I was tempted to say that. 
Oh my god! I didn't technically say it. See? We'll discuss that after this episode. How about that? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. But that's now, not my answer. As see, you were saying, that, that's not my answer. I was thinking, um, y'all remember on, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody. Y'all remember on the Cosby Show when um, Bill introduced the steak on the garbage can lid type yeah, thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's twenty. That's what twenty twenty is. That's a steak on a garbage steak on a garbage lid. can lid. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. That that's that's twenty twenty. Wow. Mm. I said a hard peach. A hard peach? Yeah. Okay, you know, I can see that. I can see that. You see, you know, you want it to be nice and soft and juicy, and it look like it's going to be nice and uh-huh. soft and juicy. Yeah. And then you bite into it, it's hard. Yeah. It broke your tooth. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's just, it's an apple. It's, it's, a, a, it's a peach disguised as a jawbreaker. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love That's, peaches, too. Yeah. Mm. You don't like this peach? I know. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Well, I thought about like, you know, as a kid, you get really excited about ice cream. And I'm thinking about my ice cream that's, you know, you you go to the ice cream parlor and they put that first scoop on your cone and you're like really excited and you're just about to lick it and it somehow Mm -hmm. falls on the ground. Kind of like Jay's pizza analogy. Like, uh, what just happened? You know, (laughs) ice cream. You know, that's how I feel like 2020, you know, we were so excited about it coming in you know new year's it was like but then all of a sudden it's just it just fell like yeah we just lost it yeah what was oh, that yeah. What, what was that meme i saw with um the ice cream truck coming around and then the flavor of the ice cream was like liver and onions <laughs> oh no yeah that's 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 2020 that is 2020 that's 2020 but yet here we are we're having to deal with it and um, it's it's been someone difficult um, difficult for everybody I think you yeah. know right. Um, right. mentally just thinking about the anxiety and the fear the worries that we've had like how have you guys you know been coping with that what type of anxiety have you been experiencing it's crazy I've actually heard of a term this year that's called global anxiety literally mm. everybody around the globe had all of us have this like low hum that yeah. something's going to happen right mm-hmm. but it's like everybody the hum came up and now it's just noise yeah yeah it's just that that that, that fuzzy like white noise yeah that yeah. white noise that yeah. you can't really ignore is too loud mm-hmm. and you can't yeah. just walk past it again um i think everybody has been feeling it that's how i've been feeling like that yeah, that noise true. level has just been turned up yeah and i'm trying to turn my life up on top of it but it's like that noise is still there yeah hey that's a good one yeah for me it's been anxiety at home like um you know dealing with well when it first when everything first started um i was like vacation yeah. <laughs> i'm not working yeah i'm still getting paid yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like okay the checks aren't coming in anymore uh-huh. okay what's Ugh. happening so yeah at first it was it was it felt like a vacation and you know i'm enjoying my my kids and stuff but then after a while i was like Okay, I'm bored. Right. And <laughs> right. I need to do something. I'm I'm getting I'm bored. Yeah. 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 So it just kinda the anxiety got higher once I started getting bored. Gotcha. Mm. I kinda agree with that too. Um I had a similar experience with that, you know, everything first popped off because 'cause I'm one of those people who are on ten, got some place mm-hmm. to go every weekend. Facts. Uh, you know, some event to attend or Big something. Facts. But of course, when COVID happened, it's like, okay, you can't do business and things as usual. Yeah. Um, you got to take a pause because things aren't happening. Mm. Um, there are certain protocols that are you now have to follow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, I'm kind of liking this. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. get to relax, uh, chill. Um, I don't have to worry about making up an excuse of where I can't go anywhere because, hey, you see the news, right? Mm-hmm. I can't go. Right. Outside is closed. Yeah, outside, outside is outside closed. closed. You can't go. So it's the ground's like, out lava. Yeah. You know, I remember those first couple of weeks like, hey, we're going to go out and go get groceries. We're going to chill. You know, we don't have to worry about taking the kids anywhere. Um, I remember Corey came home from school. That's true. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, that, that was, I definitely like it that. Was, she was home. It was yeah. kind of like a. You know, you get a, a breather for a yeah. minute. But then it was like, also, oh my goodness, what if somebody in this house gets sick? You know, but yeah. what, if, what if I don't have this? You know, what if I don't have that in the house? Or what mm-hmm. if we run out of this? You yeah. know, what's going to happen? 
So that brought on definitely a lot of anxiety yeah. um, and worry for me and even, you know, with things sort of kind of having to return to normal like me saying okay you know what i gotta go back to work yeah. we only got a couple of weeks of of telework and they were like hey you gotta come yeah, back no, i hated that yeah. and just the anxiety of being at work mm-hmm. <laughs> was uh, messing with me mentally i think that's um for about two months the gym that i was going to was closed mm-hmm. so i couldn't go to the gym and you know just that anxiety just dealing with that feeling yeah. too it was it was kind of overwhelming yeah it was a lot yeah i feel yeah. like i feel like you know you experienced even anxiety to a certain degree being around people mm-hmm. like it's oh yeah even even if you have a mask on and you know you're keeping your distance like when this first popped off and you know you heard all the protocols and the precautions and stuff like that like you almost looked at people differently like yeah i, I can't get near you i can't you know you're a risk mm-hmm. just me walking too close to you you're a risk and like that that kind of haunted me for a little while mm-hmm. um that and the fact that you know with that i also yearn for human interaction like i i found out how much of a people person i am based off this experience mm-hmm. like i'm not really i always say that i'm, I'm more of an introvert but I, I still crave you know human interaction like yeah. I, I miss yeah. hugs I miss, you know, just just chilling with people, not worrying about social distancing, wearing a mask, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it's it's just to see that, you know, for the foreseeable future. I mean, we don't know how long protocols and precautions are going to have to stay in place, but to see yeah. that kind of taken away to a certain degree, it's, it's tough, man. It really is. Yeah. yeah I know for me, um, I think one of the difficult things was, you know, being in ministry, I never stopped. There wasn't much of an mm-hmm. at-home stage for me. I, if anything, we got, I got more busy. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. So yeah, we st- I start we started doing more in the community, so we was mm-hmm. actually around even more people. Yeah, during the time when and, and when this thing was spreading, and yeah, worried about am I taking this home to my family? I remember yeah. having a call, um, and a young lady, uh, uh, a lady we know, her her daughter. She was afraid she might have it and she needs somebody to take her to get tested. And mm-hmm. me and Crystal had to yeah. really weigh the odds like, do we take her to get tested? And right. what if she does have it? Does that mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. So yeah. it yeah. was like. So making that hard decision, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, it was different and hard because you want to help. Yeah. But it's like, I have children and myself, mm-hmm. you know, like this thing is it is deadly yeah you know so yeah it is yeah i mean it's and it's like how can i put it like i think we've it's hit closer to home than we're comfortable with yeah yeah i know people personally you know who have died from covid like i know at least five or six people personally Mm -hmm. who've died from it i know plenty of people who have, have gotten it and have been exposed um and the people who are most susceptible in particular like you know, you're, I think about my mom and dad, like, you know, all the health health issues, especially my mom that she deals with. And like, so when I first, when we first kind of got around them and hung with them, like we were extra careful, you know, we had the masks on and we wanted mm-hmm. to make sure, you know, and thankfully they're taking a lot of precautions as well, but just like, just missing my mom's hugs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just stuff like that and, and thinking about um, how close to home it really is. Like, I, th- I think with my job, like when they first started sending us home, we found out that somebody who had the virus had been in the building that we were in. So that caused a bit of anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. Fee, I know the same thing, you know, with you. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And, we, we, and we, we've known, I mean, we've known plenty of people who've, who've caught it or been exposed to it or have been in the proximity of somebody who had it. So it's right. it's not one of those far off things, man. It's, it's here. It is. Yeah. It's really not just, yeah. you know, sharing my experience. We had somebody at the office that, you know, tested positive, And so we had to get tested. Yeah. And, you know, waiting on results is just yeah. a lot of anxiety in it's itself kind of yeah. you know having to wait for that and you know thankfully you know i tested negative but i'm like you know that was that was really really stressful because you are concerned you know about the people that you've been around you're right. concerned about you know your immediate family those that you know you live with in your home um you know me sleeping next to you obviously every night hun it's just it was it was a lot it's a it was very burdensome yeah, yeah that's true and I, I realized like it exacerbated a lot of my anxiety i already had that's this true. is just like blew it off the top like yeah. all of a sudden mm-hmm. i'm losing sleep 
at night. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, everything in the world seems to be falling apart. Now, praise God, he's still got it. He's in control, but oh yeah, the first month too. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. God, I'm, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. God, where you at? All of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I think about, you know, as we look at the media and, and even on social media. Um, oh, gosh. Of, you know, you see the interactions of people in the store not wanting to wear a mask. Those mm-hmm. particularly. Oh, my gosh. You know, that are like, hey, you know, I have the right to not wear a mask. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, just looking at that and you know where they are mentally you know where this has basically put everybody put the world as a whole mm-hmm. at mentally right. like you know that's true it's it's <laughs> there's it's brought some real out, issues it's brought out the best and the worst in a lot yes oh yeah that's true honey. oh yeah yes. good lord like this this issue was not supposed to have been politicized but it has become like this big political thing where you know, as you said, babe, like people are looking at it as an infringement on the human rights to wear a mask. And I'm just like, man, it's, it's just about loving your neighbor, really. Yeah. That's really, you know, ultimately. Even the people who yell out and say this is a hoax, you know, uh, and have conspiracy. I have never seen this many conspiracies. Bruh, yeah. it's crazy. At one time. <laughs> it was 5G for a month. And yeah. And it was the government let it loose. And yeah. then, uh-huh. then it was just a hoax all together. And I'm like, yes, every country got together for this one hoax. It was yes. like, we want to play a big trick on the American people. Right. So let's all join exactly. hands and do this. Like, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> like, man, come on, man. Good. <laughs> Jeez. It's crazy. It really is. And just thinking about um, how we are dealing with it, but even our children, I think about how, That's true. you know, this has really impacted our family dynamics, the things that we normally <laughs> would be doing, you know, with our children. Yeah, those and, are wrenching a lot of it. Um, so, oh, yes. yeah. So since I know you guys are doing virtual right yeah. now, right? How's yeah, that experience um, going? We're doing uh, full homeschool with our child, and ooh. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about it. Uh, Pray for us. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's hard. Yeah. It is hard, um, but like balancing, you know, doing the homeschool and working from home. Yeah, I know that's a lot. And then you know, working around Jay's schedule is yeah, it's a lot. So we're like, okay, just we're gonna break it up in pieces and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, and I I notice even with Zion is it's stressful for him. So I have to watch myself and watch him like, okay, how is he mentally right now? Yeah. You know, is he overwhelmed? Because he's not going to say, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to watch his body language. And so if I see that he's overwhelmed, I'll just be like, son, take a break. Hmm. Take we both gonna take both a break. A break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. just I have to be mindful of his mental health as well as my own. That's a good point. And it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I'm at the point where I'm like, look, and I be telling his teacher, you get it when I get it when I was <laughs> yeah. in. How about that? Yeah. Oh, wow. When I when, you, when I turn it in, right. you gonna get it. Listen, so. teach. Let <laughs> me. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this has been hard. Um, I've seen a fear grow in him that yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I really, yeah, don't like. Yeah. And, um, like, he's afraid to be around people. Mm. Um, he doesn't necessarily want to engage the outside world. It's usually right. oh, wow. electronics or things. Like, just, I'm just going to stick with the people, you know, family I know. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to be around people like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's kind of heartbreaking almost because yeah. we yeah. see our bubbly little child who is a natural people person he is man that's yeah. that's, that's yeah going wow. to shell yeah wow and that's 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 honestly what we've been fighting against um you know so we try to have you know family outings mm-hmm. that's and, important yeah so jay took us to top golf in greenville and oh he yeah. loved it like oh man this is great you oh. know or we trying to do play dates and just wear your mask, son, and go have fun, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So just to kind of get him to connect with his friends and, like, not be so stuck in that fear. So just, 
it's it's not just more it's not just me having to focus on my mental health because mm-hmm. i'm also we're also focus looking at our son as well so yeah which is an extra burden to carry yeah i feel like yeah. it's kind of been the opposite with Corey and cammy we we've been trying to kind of put them more in a shell of anything else because they're, yeah. they're so eager to like be out there and you know get with their mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that that drove them nuts it still yeah. does in a lot of ways like Thankfully, you know, with Corey, um, before she first went off to college, she was able to get, you know, some time with her friends. Like they had a picnic that was, you know, socially distanced and they went out to a spot outside and they were able to kind of just, you know, sit and have it out or whatever. And we've been able to, you know, working with their parents, we've been able to get them over sometimes. Um, And that was primarily because she was older, you know, Mm -hmm. so we, we knew that, you know, her and her friends, even though they they didn't you know practice social social distancing as closely as we wanted them to but they mm-hmm. understood the issue a little bit better yeah it's been a little harder with cammy because you know we're concerned being that she's younger that you know the, the whole mentality of social distancing isn't as it's not as solidified in her mind so and you know besides the fact that little kids are nasty sometimes. absolutely <laughs> that, that, that too yeah. that too i mean yeah just bust out babe okay but <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it's it's important. I mean, yeah. to try to find that balance and try to encourage them. You know that even though it, we don't know when this thing's gonna end, right? Like, try to give them some kind of hope that look, things are not always gonna be like this. You mm-hmm. know, and try to trying to find ways around you know the loneliness and mm-hmm. the anxiety and like just the restlessness of being in the house all the time and not being able to go any and everywhere. Mm-hmm trying to find ways around that like me and me and cammy have been playing you know video games and stuff together i mean just as a way to kind of just you know hey it's you're not by yourself i mean because mm-hmm. it's tougher with her especially now with Corey back in school you yeah. Know, so. yeah yeah it's definitely presented um some challenges i think with parenting of course we've seen it with school mm-hmm. with the uh, virtual learning yeah now cammy is going to school but she goes to a smaller um school and they are serious about <laughs> Man. They are, but there's still some anxiety and some fear. Even yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you know that you know some of the schools are taking the precautions um, that they need to. But there's always yeah, going to be yeah, that level of fear. okay, what if something yeah. happens? Yeah. And so I like what you know what Crystal said about just trying to still give the kids the sense of normalcy, even though you know we're dealing with things in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, and just you know reaching out to other parents and saying hey yeah. this is yeah. a way yeah. that you know you could probably do this and raising your hand or raising a red flag and saying hey i need help over here right. Right. um right. you know yeah. because i'm having a tough time and yeah. i think that's one of the the challenges um that we face because Corey's going to school and so we kind of get in our little zone and cammy's off you know in the room and we kind of have to remind yeah. ourselves hey you know yeah she's she's by herself right, you know right. you know we can hear her talking to herself sometimes but it's it's yeah. important for us to to recognize that and um like crystal said you know be observant and watch for those things because as parents you know as adults we're really experiencing a difficult time but right. the the kids are too I yeah, mean, yeah it's yeah, even yeah. worse for them i'm pretty sure never in their you know childhood life where they think that you know they will be experiencing something like this yeah. because how, how are they going to view 2020 right. that, i wonder how in the world they're going to talk about 2020 when they get grown man that's going to be yeah geez. i think i think if there if you if you was a parent that didn't really pay attention to your child and how they act before yeah even yeah, now yeah. it should like you need to magnify for sure for sure because these kids are they're going through stuff yeah and it's coming out in different ways that's true yeah so, depression suicide yeah like, we've heard all that stuff yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. gonna be it's gonna be higher mm-hmm. yeah i was uh, one of the neighborhoods that we serve uh, one of the biggest complaints we're getting from the management company is domestic disputes because right. of homeschooling, mm. because of wow. issues yeah. like literally uh, women and girls and their their boyfriend or husbands or their children's father um, are getting in fights like in the middle of the in the middle of the parking lot Dang. because they've been around each other too much or mm-hmm. they are stressing out because of homeschooling or like it's it's real it's yeah, real it really is we're talking as middle class wherever we fall in that spectrum um americans like in the inner city 
Yeah, oh. that, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Cause yeah, we had the luxury of being able to social distance to a certain degree. Like even with our jobs, like, mm-hmm. babe, even though, you know, you yeah. have to go in. I'm, I still have my office space. You have your yeah. office right. space. Yeah. Like me, I'm able to work from home, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have jobs, period. Right. Some people are considered essential workers and still have to go into environments that are not as walled off. Yeah. And like it's it's crazy. Like even like some of our friends are teachers. So I mean mm-hmm. them yeah. having to face, you know, like I think of Dennis and Stacy, like them having to face I think Ro- Rosie too, right? I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, Rosie. Them them having to face, you know, um all of those pressures of like, you know, having to adhere to the guidelines and mm-hmm. dealing with crazy parents. Um, like, you know, I, I know their virtual experience is probably <laughs> like just off the wall crazy. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one uh, a, a statement I've solidified in my heart and in my mind this year is um, in the inner city. I got to make sure my neighbor's good because if they're not good, they're going to come over here and I won't be good. These yeah. facts. And, um, <laughs> and that has been revealed through yeah, COVID. Man. Yeah. Hardcore because it's like. You know, in some of the neighborhoods in our, neighbor, in our community, it's like the neighbors survive because they rely on the other neighbor. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which means they have to they have to mix and mingle a lot yeah. in their apartment mm-hmm. buildings. Yeah. Um, so, which is why I spread so quickly in impoverished communities. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, that's true. Um, so you got homeschooling, coronavirus, and all this taking place in one in a neighborhood, and nobody got nowhere to go. It's it's stuff so, about to pop off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Facts. Most definitely. No wow. Doubt, man. man, it's Jeez. it's just been really really crazy, and I've been thinking about like what's Thanksgiving gonna look like. Mm, you know, yeah. this year I have like vacations a, and stuff. Yeah, vacations, everything. I have a huge family, and oh, you know everybody's Lord. used to getting together um, during you know mm-hmm. the holiday season. Yeah. I'm thinking about Christmas. You know how that's gonna look i'm thankful you know that i'm that i'm here and i'm thankful that you know we're gonna see those times prayerfully Mm -hmm. but it's you know it's it's a concern it is and then i was also thinking about those that are you know that are not gonna be here with us um those that we've lost in 2020 because you know we are coming you know up on that time thanksgiving uh christmas um you know this is time where you know people are used to kind of being with family Mm -hmm. but just thinking about those who have lost some really significant people in their lives yeah loved ones yeah yeah so i think it's important that we pay attention uh to that too and that's why that neighborhood that community sense of community like jay was saying is Mm -hmm. so important that we we be able to realize those things and and see that yeah holiday blues is a real thing and this year i think it's going to yeah it's gonna be it's gonna bust out the roof like yeah yeah and it's not gonna have an age limit this year that's true too that's true too yeah like man a lot of people a lot of people that i know personally who've lost moms dads um even those that haven't lost them in this year Mm -hmm. the fact that you're more isolated from people now yeah it it just it just makes it like that much more hurtful because Dang, the people that I would normally, you know, get up and chill with and, you know, cry on their shoulder or whatever, I, I can't even do that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Even the way we've had to do funerals and oh my thing, gosh. Oh, yeah. Cons- consoling grieving families this year has been like, I, oh my goodness. Like, um, I, w- I was talking to my homeboy, Will. Will brought us up in Greenville mm-hmm. and he had a a, a, a a little child die in his, na- in his community. <sighs> and he was like, I don't even know if I should go by the house and be mm-hmm. with the parents. I don't even know how to be with the parents, mm-hmm. you know, and I know right. they don't want to talk on the phone. So right. he had to figure out like, okay, I'm going to sit on, I'm going to stand on the porch at this distance. And, but you can't hug them. You can't. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been terrible. Like the, the, for no- the grieving, the normal mechanisms that you would use to comfort grieving people yeah. are kind of out of play. Like mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. can't hug. Um, can't necessarily like go and visit when you want right like even even like you said the funeral itself like you you have some family members that can't even see their family member off yeah and it's i can't even imagine how hard that must be man like Mm -hmm. thankfully i haven't had any family members you know that close you know that have passed this year um but i i 
I, I just sympathize so much with people that have had that experience and have had to face that during this year. I, I can't even imagine how hard that's been. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you got to think, funerals under 10 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right. they have to Facebook the funeral. I know. Like, yeah. yeah. You understand how dehumanizing that is. It's, yeah. it's now it's a, an event going on and mm -hmm. not actually a person mm -hmm. and their loved ones grieving this. Yeah. This has been, if anything, this this year has been really hard on just our humanity as a whole. Right. That's a good point. Because it feels like it's stripped away a lot of how we do things and how we interact with each other. Even the way, you got to think, even wearing masks, we can't even read each other's face. Yeah, yeah. It, like, I don't know whether you're smiling or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Which I would say, and not to deviate from, but... I didn't realize how much I read people's lips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until the pandemic hit. Yeah. Like, that's wait, true. what are you saying? Right, right. Speak louder. I that's can't true. read your lips. Yeah. <laughs> or you can look at their eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the eyes, the smile, like little little nonverbal cues. You can't right. really pick up on those that much. That's true. And I'm just like, I have no idea what you're saying. I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Right. <laughs> I've just started telling people, I'm smiling now. I'm smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which it just, it just kind of takes like you know the the punch out of the smile like it's mm. if you gotta tell somebody you smiling like you know right ugh. yeah speaking of deaths though dang let's see okay let's start in January we lost Kobe yeah mm -hmm. that I can't that was a hard hitter I, yeah my, my my dad had to call me and ask me if I was okay that's how bad it hit yeah. me yeah like, I think what hit me the hardest with Kobe was his wife didn't know oh, yeah yeah that was crazy and i'm just like god forbid if something was to happen to jay and i learned from social media exactly oh i'm right. gonna be off the charts yeah I can't, yeah, yeah and then and then him and Gigi, like you know that right and i mean of course the other family members and you know those that were on the plane obviously our hearts go out to them but yeah, that, that hit like a brick, man. And it just yeah. it just seemed like it just seemed like a domino. Like mm -hmm. and, and I think it hit a, a lot of black men so hard. Right. Because he was a dude actually being a father. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Of all things, yeah. you yeah. die yeah. being you know, a good father. A good dad. Yeah. He was a dope dad, man. Like the whole that the girl dad hashtag, man. I still use that right now. Like yeah. I posted something today with me and Cammy. I hashtag girl dad like that mm -hmm. like, like the reason he had the helicopter is so right he can be to her practice at a certain time to mm -hmm. make sure he's yeah. home at a certain time so he can do other the things, things with the rest of his family yeah else. right i was like yeah man that hit that, hit. that hurts it hurt really yeah. bad him i mean hey we go down the list bro chadwick chadwick yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> God, that wrecked oh, me I, I sat there it, i found out 10 o'clock that night yeah and i was like Nah. Stop playing. Stop yeah. playing. <laughs> I didn't yeah. believe him. I was like, Yeah, no. I know. Stop lying. Yeah. Stop lying. Yeah, Don't do that. I know. I felt the same way with Cole, man. But yeah, like when I heard Black Panther went down, I'm like, Oh. Because I mean, the thing was, like Chadwick, he kind of like with Kobe, he was bigger than his profession. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Kobe was bigger than basketball. Chadwick yeah. was bigger than his acting. He was yeah. battling stage four cancer had all of those roles that he played like and i mean he played those roles and did it and mostly everybody didn't know that he was battling yeah, he cancer. was excellent he was amazing phenomenal yes. actor i mean the you know that he could keep that under wraps i, could, yeah, I, right. I, I, I yo, was like yo whoever your your team was they they, they were dope. hats hats oh yes. my god hats they off. were loyal hats yes. off yeah yeah i feel like he just represented you know the fact that he was able to have so much success, you know, um, with movies like Black Panther that really spoke like, you know, to the black experience. Mm -hmm. Right. The fact that he found so much success, even beyond it being like, you know, a superhero, seeing a black man as a superhero, like, you know, it, it just resonates differently, like, yeah. you know, with us, man. And I mean, <sighs> dang. Yeah. Little Richard. Um, oh, my goodness. That little, yeah. That little Richard. Was, I mean, even though he was older. Yeah, right. yeah, but mm -hmm. still, I mean, still is a legend. Yeah. It was, right. it was one. He's one of those legends that we don't. I don't think we gave him his flowers while he was here. Mm. Like, yeah, he was a legend in rock. Yeah, uh, this dude sung the Magic School Bus. Right, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, had, he had songs and did stuff that we were like, 
He we did. overlooked his career. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And now, yeah. and then had to look back and was like, oh, he did that. Oh, man. He, oh, was. he was a part of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had his hands in a little bit of everything. He really did. He really did. Yeah. John Lewis. Yes. I mean, he. <sighs> Civil rights. I mean, Civil rights yeah. giant, man. We, yeah. we lost we did lose quite a few giants we did we, we did lost we, we lost quite a, a lot few. yeah quite a few a lot quite of a few. great great people and then Ruth, we Ruth, lost in 2020 Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed not too mm-hmm. long ago I mean it's it's just been man it's been a tough one y'all. we could spend a whole lot of time on that <laughs> yeah yeah we could we definitely could but what I definitely um can appreciate you know about 2020 that it's it's really uh, force me to look at ministry differently because I'm mm. having to look at people differently. Yeah. Um, we're learning to truly value relationships. That's true. Um, Man, that's true. <laughs> you know, the time that we get with someone, like, you know, even just with, with you guys coming over here and hanging out with us, like, you know, yes, you don't get these man. moments yeah. back. That's true. Yeah. Um, the time that you, you know, you spend with your family, the time that you spend with your spouse, celebrating right. birthdays. Right. Um, you know, celebrating those anniversaries even during a pandemic. Yeah. It's right. like yeah. wow, but it's really caused um it's helped me to look at ministry differently. Um, but you know, I had a question for you guys, especially with you, Jay, being, you know, a pastor, you know, how has this time really caused you to do ministry differently in, in you too, huh? Um I, I I joke about it, I said everything I said I value was put to the test. Um, if I said I was about community development, it was like God was like, "All right, how you gonna do that?" Right. Like, and then He He put me in a position where you either was gonna stand up and do what you say you were gonna do, or you don't really value that. Facts. Um, the, I'm saying I'm about community partnership. Okay, cool. How you gonna do that? Mm-hmm. And I had to start uh, thinking at a ministry outside of just doing church services. Yes. But actually looking at the neighborhood as an extension of the church mm-hmm. um, or extension of the of the the they are a part of the church but not yet right right right, right. right. we had to relearn things um, we had put so much stock in creating experiences mm-hmm. I yeah. think and I was yeah. telling Crystal this earlier I was like whatever churches don't have uh, have not created this form of fellowship and longing for people to be with a part of the body mm-hmm they are about to probably close in the next five yeah, years. Man. If not this year. They, no, I it, give them five real. years. Yeah. Because most people have been discipled to not care about coming to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. True. I mean, um, true. Barner, uh, Barner and Pew, um, Pew Research yeah. put mm-hmm. out an uh, article about a month ago that said over 50% of your regular church attenders probably will not return to the building. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have not created a form of community inside of your church and you've only been getting by by them coming by to hear your pastor preach, mm-hmm. this season has been rock hard on you. Yeah. yeah. You're, don't get me wrong. Your live stream might be amazing and everything, but <laughs> yeah. uh, getting back into your building, getting back to be a part of the, 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 yeah. the community, of getting back to be a part of the fellowship, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's gonna work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like in some ways though that's a good thing because mm-hmm. I think we did overvalue, you know, the the experience and us gathering in the building and thinking that you know that was it. Um, like I think it's gonna force a lot of churches to really reevaluate what their definition of community is. Yeah. Because community mm-hmm. community obviously, if if community is just based on us gathering in a church building and you look back you know after this having that taken away from you and now all of a sudden everything just falls apart like that mm-hmm. that's telling yeah i feel like that should really say something to you as a leader as a church as a whole like okay what what did we what did we really value did we really value relationships community discipleship that's outside of the four walls mm-hmm. um did we really value those things was that actually kind of our dna as a church or were we so fixated on liturgy and nothing wrong with liturgy, nothing wrong with church experience, nothing mm-hmm. wrong with good music and you know all that kind of stuff, but man, that stuff is so fleeting. Like yeah. especially with situations like this, yeah. I mean, that stuff can be snatched away, you know, right. so easily. Yeah, one of the things that um 
like I said, our values kind of bubbled up, and I think most of them are solidified right now. Mm. Um, one thing I didn't know we valued as much as we should is like justice. I oh, mean, yeah. the church, mm-hmm. we talk about justice and we talk about serving your community and, and doing good to your neighbors, and but you know when you got a grieving mom because her son just got killed by a cop. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And now you have a pandemic, mm-hmm. so right. you can't hug. Yeah. Right. Or you can't you can't console like we used to console him. You have a grieving mom, but then you're also trying to build relationships with the police. Mm-hmm. Now we have to approach this differently. Right. We have right. to know how mm-hmm. to speak truth in the situation, but still also invite even those who might disagree to the table. Yeah, to right. have a meal and to fellowship and to see the gospel of reconciliation take place. Yeah, and that was something that bubbled up. Um, I, I, I call it gracious justice. That's one of the values that bubbled up in our church plan mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Um, another thing that bubbled up. We were talking about community partnerships. Well, this year, if you didn't have partners in the community, you probably weren't serving the community. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just reality, bro. That's that's just facts. Oh, yeah. So we had partnerships actually grew. Um, mm-hmm. Had the opportunity to serve with the school district here and make sure we deliver foods. Yeah. Um, this week we're going to install um, sneeze shields and mm. cleaning supplies to a computer lab for kids to do homeschooling. Yeah. Um, all that happened because of this se- season. We had to dig deeper into developing mm-hmm. intentional relationships yeah. and partner with people who either already had the pool or they were trying to figure out what to do too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I I will say this season, the way we had to approach church is not as much preaching. Preaching is still needed and value, and you know to preach the word is where hearts to change. But we actually had to put some feet behind it this year. For yeah. sure. Yeah. We had to Pre- be present. Exactly. Preaching couldn't just be a uh, a sermon anymore. Mm-hmm. It had to be walked out. Like like you said. Yeah. I think this is a good segue to go into some of the racial issues mm. this year um like so there's 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 obvious you know stuff that we could bring up Ahmaud Arbery, George mm-hmm. Floyd, Breonna Taylor those are the, the big three but there have been others mm-hmm. um but I, I think if there's one thing I've been tempted to do in the midst of all of this with the pandemic with being isolated to a large degree from other people I've, I've been really tempted to just pull away from the conversation, specifically mm-hmm. the reconciliation conversation, because, mm-hmm. man, you get on social media and you hear some of the people on the other side that yeah. are, are so insensitive mm-hmm. and unempathetic and literally will argue you down to try to make you feel like you're crazy for, mm-hmm. you know, thinking and believing that injustice has been done. You know, I and and then you're just labeled and dismissed. You know, oh, yeah. you're Marxist, particularly you know in the Christian context. Mm-hmm. That's really what's been frustrating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand you know somebody angry and you know who's on the other side that you know just doesn't want to engage or whatever. But you got, I mean, top tier theologians that are are just out for blood and. The moment you bring up social justice and you you, you kind of speak out against racism and, and put a post up or whatever, combating the narrative of you know people that have been killed by police or whatever, and you're a Marxist, you're liberal, you're you're this, you're not really focusing on the gospel, and I'm just like, it, it's re- it's been really tempting to just kind of say you know what, bump that, I'm done. Like I, you know I don't want to talk to anybody. You know I, I I've tried to build relationships with people. I mean, the thing is, I can't even blame the people that I've built relationship with. I have, I have a lot of white uh, pastors, friends, um, peers that I've built relationship with this year mm-hmm. um, in the midst of all this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's unfair to them for me to disengage based yeah. on what I've seen on social media. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know. I, I think this year has, um, because of the racial issues and the, the heightened tension because of uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. it has revealed a lot of our idols. Good Lord. Um, from <laughs> politics to right. uh, quote-unquote policies that we see is fitting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to Spire earlier this week. I said uh, the policing policies have, that are put in place are to police certain neighborhoods differently than other neighborhoods. That's it. That's the problem. And we need to talk about that disparity. That's that's the root um, of the problem right there. Yes. And when I say something like that and, and people get offended, I have to, you know, gently try to draw them back in and say, why are you offended? 
Right. Like, what's, what is causing this offense? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's your fault this is in place? And if you feel it's your fault, why are you taking it on yourself? Like, it's that yeah. it's revealed our brokenness, our sinful oh, yeah. nature, mm-hmm. our, yeah. our, our, our idols. Yeah. And in the midst of it, people are getting hurt. Yeah. And, Very much uh, so. I agree. We won't address the fact that even though we f- do not fight against flesh and blood, there's flesh and blood bleeding in the Yo, streets. It's, yeah. <laughs> Facts, yeah. man. Yeah. Facts. I will say my husband has definitely been taking a better stab at this than I have. Uh, <laughs> nope, I would delete you in a minute and not think twice. But um, But for me, like all of this it caused anxiety for me mm-hmm. and it was overwhelming because that's all you see is a mod um yeah. you know, or brianna yeah. or george yeah. or and it, it just goes down a list and then i see friends on facebook oh, i'm just tired of this mm-hmm. and i'm thinking <laughs> aren't you so blessed yeah, right. you know <laughs> you don't have to worry about letting your kid go for a job facts congratulations congratulations you yeah, know no, that's, like, that's real that's real sis so yeah. I, yeah he's been a whole lot more hmm patient with <laughs> people than i have i'm yeah. just like nope not yeah. dealing with your foolishness yeah you know so Cause, cause, I mean, it's like it, it's part of you is like man it's 2020 yeah. Like we we still dealing right. with people that like either right. want to deny it altogether or just like it, it's it's almost like okay you're you're on the you're on the side of the oppressed and as the oppressed you're hearing you know people who are a part of the a group that is the oppressor mm-hmm. yeah. say it's your fault for being oppressed and right. it's it's basically it's your job to pull yourself up out of that. And if you would just make better decisions, right? And if you would just, you know, respect the police when they come. Okay, how many, how many of these scenarios? Good. Yeah. Lord, how many of these deaths have we seen, where all of the things that we've been advised to do, we did, and still wound up dead? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's is. the painful part. Like, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. look at how far we've come, mm-hmm. and you see how far we haven't come. Like, know, it's man. like right. you yeah. know, all this time you think back to you know the 60s you know like martin luther king you know all these civil rights activists that have just kind of paved the way Mm -hmm. and you know all that sweat that they put into you know making sure that you know there is some justice right Right. it's like has it been in vain because we're still here you know it it, it is painful and i'm I'm kind of like you sis like it's it brings a lot of anxiety yeah. because you're having conversations you know with people you're trying to do the godly thing you're trying to show grace mm-hmm. and you're not trying to paint everybody with the same exactly. brush just yeah. because exactly. someone right. is white doesn't mean it that does, yeah right you know they're racist right um you know you're, you're trying to extend that grace but then at the same time it's like the same thing keeps hitting you in the face Mm -hmm. and we're in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it's really 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 hard it's it's hard and i go ahead go ahead ahead, man no i was gonna say i think it's it's pulling up holes in our gospel also yeah you know a lot of times we see the gospel is uh punitive and he's basically replaced our he's taken our place on the cross but we don't see the implications of the gospel right. that says now we have to do the work to yes, restore. Exactly. We yeah. Got, we are the reconcilers. We, we are the, the one. Reconciliation, we yeah. have been given the, the the carry out his righteousness on earth. So now we carry his righteousness mm-hmm. to the ends of the earth, which means we have to address the brokenness. Yeah. yeah. We're not trying to wait to the high and by to get, you know, to get our peace in the sky like, like mm-hmm. the old folks used to uh-huh. say. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But no, we're actually trying to bring glimpses of heaven on earth at this mm-hmm. very moment. Exactly. Which means we have to do the hard work. Got it. And the hard work um, is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But blessed is the peacemaker. Yeah. yeah. The one that goes into the hard situation and brings peace. That means he has to go into conflict. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. We, we, we preach a gospel that's very Christ-centered, but it's very futuristic-centered. Right. Mm-hmm. Right now. Right. The gospel has both then and now implications. Yeah. I, I hear that sometimes. Like, you know, well, you know, reconciliation's already been purchased, already been accomplished. Yes, and yet, still, like, 
we're still incarnate. We're still in the mm -hmm. flesh. We're still present. Mm -hmm. Jesus came and dwelt in the flesh. You know, he purchased our salvation. But I mean, you know, even with this high priestly prayer, you know, in John 17, he said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, we're, we're not supposed to, <laughs> not supposed to just kind of overlook it and say, oh, hey, you know, it's all good. You know, everything is just done and we have no more work to do. No, this racism is still an issue. It, it's still a real sin that needs the gospel, that needs the church presence and accounted for to address it. Right. And now I will say this to kind of put a positive spin on all of this. I have been encouraged by the relationships that I've built and by the amount of, you know, white people that have been empathetic mm -hmm. to what we've been dealing with. Um, man, it, it, it's just been such a blessing. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I can't applaud the leadership of Riverside enough Yeah. Um, for their work in being intentional about, you know, not just, not just preaching sermons about it, but actually, you know, actively coming alongside and calling and checking up mm -hmm. and encouraging, you know, conversations and discussion amongst, you know, people within the church, you know, yeah. it, disseminating the idea that, hey, justice is an issue that all of us should be concerned about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I give them kudos for that. And I mean, a lot of white leaders across the nation, mm -hmm. even, even though they're not mentioned enough, unfortunately, you know, the people that say some of the crazy stuff, they're the ones that are pretty much more, more so clickbait. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we, we see you. We, we see yeah. you, you know, we see you out there and we applaud you and like, I'm encouraged by that. Like, yeah. even with all of the negativity I'm seeing, yeah. it's still, it's still wonderful to see that, you know, there are some real ride or die allies out there yeah. that are doing their part. And yeah. so I, I'm encouraged by that. I yeah. will say, um, because when everything initially happened, I was so overwhelmed that mm -hmm. I was to the point to where I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. Like, yeah. All yeah. the relationships that I built, I was like, you know, it was with white mm -hmm. people. And I was like, mm, yeah. you know, let yeah, me yeah. back up for a minute. No, that's real. And I had, I was talking to Jay about it. He was like, babe, you know, I understand. And, you know, let's still try. Yeah. And yeah. what happened was they ended up reaching out to me. Right. And I thought, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. This, this, this is new, right? Right. I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah, yeah. So that actually right there was like, okay, so this isn't everybody. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's people, you know, it's mm -hmm. certain people. But the people that I've built relationships with have came alongside me and yeah. listened to me vent and cry, mm. you know, and... Hey, I know there's like, you know, nothing we can do, but I want you to know that we're here. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, like they showed up. Exactly. They was, I felt like they were with me in the trenches. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I remember when the protest was taking place downtown, um, one of the first things I thought is, I know the police chaplain. I need to call and check on him mm -hmm. because he's still, he's still a police officer. Right. He's yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. So I was like, I need to call and check on him. And then I looked, I, I reached out to the lieutenant that's over the North Columbia um, Police Department to make sure he was okay. Because I was like, this looks ugly. Yeah. We need people who are not picking a side. Exactly. But are willing to stand in the middle of it and say, I feel this tension. Yeah. Wrong has been done. But wrong, responding wrongfully. Exactly. Is not how we get attention. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We have to fight this fight in the middle. Not, yeah. a, not, not yeah. choosing, you know, um, I, I am happy to say black lives matter and also these police lives matter they also. They do. So, yeah. They do. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So I, we have to stand in the tension of this is hard. Somebody, this was wrong that just happened. Mm -hmm. um, but the police is still welcome to the cookout. Right. These these people from the neighborhood are still welcome to the cookout. Exactly. And yeah. we are trying to see peace take place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's even from a ministry standpoint, I think that has just been mind blowing, but also a lonely place to be at times. It is. Yeah. It is. Because the temptation again is to pick a side and just chill out there. Like that tension that you have to be in is I mean, tension by its nature is not comfortable. So you're on one end, you're wanting to empathize, even with even with the protesters and those, you know, men like, you know, cities and buildings and stuff burning down. Like mm -hmm. there's a part of me that like, you know what? Like the voice of the unheard mm -hmm. 
is is loud and clear right now. Like right. I, I can't even be completely mad at people, you know, who are just fed up. I right. get it. My I, I get it. Yeah. Trust me. And then on the other end, um, you know, you have people who I, I, I think in some instances are being too defensive, but, but at the same time, they're image bearers as well. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I can't just look at, you know, all the police because there are some good policemen out there mm-hmm. whose names and reputation are just being raked through the coals. And I feel for them and their families because, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to get home to their kid, wife and yeah. kids too. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's, 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 it's not comfortable you know, being in that middle ground, but I believe that's where Jesus wants us. Yeah. You know, I believe he wants us bridging that gap, being, mm-hmm. you know, that reconciling force as the church. That, that's what he's called us to do. He didn't call us to pick or choose a side. Right. He just called us to kind of hold both sides accountable. If hey. you really want to look at it. Hey. And he said, I will be, don't be afraid. I'll be right there with you. Yes, sir. Come on. Yes, sir. Ah. Bye-bye. <laughs> you guys are a trip. And we're back. <laughs> This is really great. I agree with everything that you guys have said. Um, really? You know, we... <laughs> That's a new one. Yo. Yeah, I, I do. On this episode. Okay. Ah, okay. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we don't realize, I guess, you know, what other challenges we're going to face. Obviously, we don't know. Yeah. Um, what else is going to come our way in these last three months of 2020? I still vote that we just take out Crystal's birthday out October and just hey I'm not we're I'm not, not going back to that, that. okay okay yeah. we're, go- we're going not through not opposed October. to that <laughs> okay we're Can't going through it yeah. oh. uh, but with that being said you know there there are going to be some other challenges that we're going to face mm-hmm. um, and we don't know what those are we don't know what that looks like yeah. but yet we we still got to go through it we do right we do um but one thing that we definitely know for sure is that, you know, God has called us. He's called us to be image bearers. And he's called us also to bear each other's burdens. Yes. Um, I like what Jay alluded to of, you know, picking up the phone and calling that lieutenant, calling that police officer, that community leader, reaching out to those that may not know what to say during That's true. this time. That's true. Um, but letting them know, hey... You know, I still love you in spite of what's going on. I don't understand what's going on, but I know that as a child of Christ, I'm called to love. I'm called to love, you know, my neighbor, to love my sister, to love my brother in spite of, um, and to have those hard conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my question to, to, I guess, to each one of us is how do you answer that call? And you guys have kind of talked about it a little bit. And how would you encourage someone else to do the same in spite of what's going on, you know, in spite of the significant losses that we've had in 2020, in spite of not knowing where that next paycheck is going to come from, not knowing is my kid going to be in virtual school? How am I going to deal with this as a parent? We're working from home. Mm. Um, not knowing is my company going to, you know, fall apart, right. close down, right. you know, still yet. I'm a child of God. Um, I still want to live a life that Christ has called me to live. But how do I do that? Um, not knowing what else 2020 is going to throw my way. Hmm. I will say, um, acknowledge your weakness. Know that you are not in control and you never, you will never have the right answer. Hmm. But there is one who is completely in control. He is someone we can cast all of our burdens on, trusting that he is not surprised by now. Always look at Mark chapter 13 when he told Peter and the disciples, you will abandon me. You will forsake me. But don't worry, I'll see you in Galilee. Yep, that's it, man. It's the same thing. He's like, hey, I know what's what's going on right now. Don't worry, I'll see you up the road. Yeah. Yeah. You can have faith. Yes, sir. One thing that comes to mind is something actually Jay said don't be afraid to beat on God's chest Mm. if you're angry Mm. go to him and lay it out lay it on him yeah I like that you know if you're upset um frustrated overwhelmed go to him go to him him. you most of the times you don't even have to say nothing you already know yeah but the fact that you're bringing it to him speaks volumes yes and he can do something with it that's so good 
in, in the words of uh, Told Me in a Week Way, try Jesus. Yeah. Try um, Jesus. <laughs> don't try me. Because <laughs> I fight. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I just piggybacking off of what y'all said, um, I'm, I'm still reading um, The Praying Life, uh, Paul Miller. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I'm... I'm still stuck in the section where he's talking about the importance of praying like a child mm. and getting back to really just literally just approaching God like a child. Children, mm. when they come and ask us for things or talk about what's on their mind, they don't right. hold back. They're, they're not concerned about how they're going to be perceived or, you know, what whether or not their request is going to be heard. They just right. flat out, hey, can I have this? Hey, uh, I need money for that. I need. They're they're not they're not holding back, man. They're not pretentious like we are. Right. Um, and just just going to God with that approach that He is a father, a dad, that is not not only patient with us but eager to hear us. Yeah. Like He's waiting on us mm-hmm. to come and and talk with Him and beat on His chest, as y'all pointed out. Yeah. I love that imagery. But yeah, just 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 trying. Like if if you're a believer. <laughs> try them some more <laughs> right if you're a non-believer like and like you have no you just like in your mind you're like i don't see how this year could get any better or worse like you're you're literally on the extreme on both ends try jesus man like yeah. he, he's 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 worth it he really is and don't expect him to take it away yeah mm-hmm. just expect him to hold your hand and walk you through exactly it. there you go there you go Absolutely. Um, I love Psalms 55 and 22 uh, says, cast your burden on, on the Lord and he will support you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Mm. Um, and I think that's just, it's just important, you know, for us to remember that we have someone that we can take our burdens to. Even if you feel like you can't talk to your neighbor, you can't go to your spouse. You're just not at that point where you want to talk to someone but you can always go to God. Yeah. You know, we can always, like um, Sis said, beat on his chest, beat on his chest. you know, yeah. and just Stealing give our, our burdens to him. Yeah. Come on, prophetess. Um, <laughs> you hear that, right? Shut up. But, yeah, right. Them brought scripture in and everything. But, but no, seriously, like, <laughs> we, we have a God that just, he can do it all. Yes, he can. You yeah. know, we don't have to carry the anxiety and the stress that we sometimes carry we can just give it to god and and know that you know he's gonna work it out like even though i may be going through today Mm -hmm. i may be having some some difficulties at work i may be struggling with some issues with Mm -hmm. the kids you may be struggling with some issues in your marriage just the joy of knowing that you know what i can lift my hands mm-hmm. and i can just release all of that yeah um to god is just it's amazing yeah, yeah. and so i can say that i'm not going to be discouraged right. by um some of the things that have happened in 2020 mm-hmm. um in, in spite of the fact that i'm in a pandemic mm-hmm. um i'm thankful i'm grateful that you know i have family i have my life because like we said before we've lost We've had some major losses in 2020, we but we're yeah. still here. We're still alive. Yeah. Um, and 2020 is not over, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that, you know, God is, is mighty and he is truly going to get us through this time. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage everyone just to continue to have that faith, um, continue to persevere, continue to reach out, continue to have those hard conversations because yeah. mm-hmm. We're definitely going to make it through this. But this has been awesome, guys. I absolutely always enjoy when we have Jay, Will, and Crystal on. No doubt. um, Because they bring some awesome nuggets, you know, to this thing. And we just love you guys. You, but, you, um, you hear how well she's talking she, about you. She, she do, ain't it? She, she, once we get off, she's going to clown. She like, is. I, I was about to say, she, she got, I feel like she got this this bag of just disses and she's going to throw you away. Just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The disses are coming. <laughs> it's yeah. coming. Yeah. But anywho. Um, but yeah, this has been really, really awesome. Thank you guys so much yeah, for tuning in. We're signing out. Signing off, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Golgotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. Well, for starters, you can go to our site. Site is marriageatgolgotha.com. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. 
A T G O L G O T H A dot com. That's probably the easiest way to listen. We have our podcast episodes page set up with a playlist, and you can go down the episodes however you want, listening to each episode there. We're also set up on iTunes for our Apple users. For our Android users, we will not hold that against you. We're on Google Podcasts, and uh, for anybody, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher. Radio Public. There are a few other casting platforms that we're on as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. Like our Facebook page. On Instagram, our handle is m at g. That's m a t g underscore podcast. You have a lot of ways to get to us. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we, we really believe God's giving us something to say, and we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real. Keep it live. Keep Christ in your marriage. A to the men. No, 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 no. Moving on your own, that is not the way called you. Yeah, yeah. How you live in Dolo and community? How you lone wolf, but you still a sheep? Lone wolf, don't be lone wolf. Left the 99 for you. That's the wrong move. Thinking you are. Thinking you just fine. Come back to the tribe. How you living lone wolf?